we'd like to say good morning to everyone, and we thank each and every one of you for uh, viewing uh, our online community. We thank you for your listening ear. We pray that as these different messages have been coming forth, that you have taken those in, uh, and we thank praise God for our ch- uh, church family. We're just so excited about what God is 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 doing uh, <clears throat> in the earth. In spite of everything, <clears throat> He is still on the scene. Amen. He's still on the scene. Now, we um, like to invite your attention today to the book of Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah which is in the Old Testament, the book of Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah, and we're going to be dealing <clears throat> with a few places in Nehemiah, and then, of course, we'll be wanting some references. And so we, we ask that you, if you have your Bibles, those are online as well as in church family, if you have your cell phone, whichever, as long as you're not looking at Facebook and, and, and make sure you're following through the word i think we would be all right amen i believe the lord would be pleased amen gracious god of heavenly father we thank you now we bless you we honor you we appreciate you and we thank you father god for your great love your love that never fails and that you never gives up on us and we just praise you for that now lord god we ask in the name of jesus that you just sanctify your word lord god and we just pray in the name of jesus that you use this old vessel this old piece of clay let it be used for your glory we ask right now that your Holy Spirit empower me. Uh, and we thank you, Father God, that he will bring all things to my remembrance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. <clears throat> In the book of Nehemiah, what we want what the Lord wants us to do this morning, he gave me this, and I'm always looking for confirmation. I don't know about anybody else, but I love to have confirmation when God gives me the word. Not, that, not, it, not as if I don't think that God is speaking. I just like to hear it comes through somebody else's mouth without them even knowing that what the Lord has given me. And this morning, we're going to talk about the rebuilding of a nation. We're going to talk about uh, the rebuilding of a nation. Now, the best way to find out what God uh, intends for us to do or teaches us how to do a thing is to go to his scriptures. And once we go to the scriptures, then he will teach us from his word how we need to do whatever needs to be right, needs to be done. And right now, of course, our our nation needs to be rebuilt. America needs to be rebuilt. But there are some things that we need to examine and examine how to do that. So in the book of Nehemiah, uh, in chapter number one. These are the words of, of Nehemiah, and, and things that happened, and, and uh, the place called Jerusalem was torn down. M- much destruction had taken place. And there's, there's this prophet, Nehemiah, who, who had a burden. And beginning reading at verse number 2 in Nehemiah chapter number 1, just want to teach it this morning. It says in verse 2 that Haniah, one of my brethren, came. He and certain men of Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which was left of the of captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. The first thing we, we need to understand here is that the word Nehemiah means consolation. It means consolation. Now the word uh, Haniah means my grace and, and, and my mercy. But 
because of the situation that had taken place and because the walls had been torn down in Jerusalem, he had a concern. And the Bible says in verse number 2 that it was, his concern was about Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem, when you look at the word Jerusalem, Jerusalem means a foundation of peace. Now, when we look at our society today and everything that's going on, the foundation of peace has been destroyed or disrupted, okay? But it has to be rebuilt. But in order for it to be, to be rebuilt, the first thing needs to happen is we need some Nehemiahs. <laughs> and Nehemiahs are those that have burdens for what's going on. See, if you don't have a burden of what's going on, it, it, it won't matter to you. It, it, you would not even care, you know. It would be all about self. But even though he was not there in that situation, yet because of what he heard, he had a burden, that, that, that burden. So the first thing we have to understand is we've got to have a burden uh, for what's going on. And, and when you begin to look and see, now what, what, is, what does the word burden mean? A burden is a weight. If you don't have that weight of, of, of concern and care, then it won't matter to you what's going on. But as we need so many Nehemiahs throughout this world to carry that burden. Now, because of the foundation of peace has been destroyed, our foundation of peace has been destroyed. Now, verse 3 says, And they said unto me, because he, he inquired, And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction, and reproach the wall of jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire so what they convey to him in the book of nehemiah what they convey to him that the people were in distress they 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 were being afflicted and, and it talks about and and the reproach in other words reproach means there was shame going on and the reason why is because the foundation of peace had been broken down and it talks about and the gates thereof were burned with fire so in the midst of of uh, the foundation of peace being being destroyed or Jerusalem being destroyed which is the foundation of peace he recognized and he sees a breach. There's a breach in what is going on in our world, in America, in all other, all other nations. There is a breach. We have to not only recognize and, and, and see what's going on in order to fix a problem, but you have to have that burden in order to fix that problem. Amen? So as he says now, that there's a breach. The gates are on fire. There is a breach. There's, and and I asked the Lord, I said, now, how do we define the word breach? How do we define that? And this is what he gives me. He gives me, he says, a breach is where or what there's a, a violation, there is infringement, there is nullification, there's a gap, there's a loophole, amen, there's disruption, and there is schism. Now, there's a lot of schism going on, amen. There's a lot of schism going on. So he, he recognizes in rebuilding a nation, you, we have to have some Nehemiahs who have burdens for what's going on, and then they have to begin to do an inspection and see exactly what's happening. 
So when they begin to, to see what's happening, they understand that schism is going on, that there's a gap, there's a violations that's going on. So he said, there's a breach. He said, you, you've got to understand what's happening if we want to rebuild America, rebuilding of a nation. Amen. In order to, to get where we need to be, things has to be rebuilt. Okay. So I'm prayerfully many people are listening or hearing, and we will end up with Nehemiahs everywhere, that they will have a burden and not just uh, TV watchers, amen, <laughs> but they will be people that carries a burden of what's going on. They, they will recognize there is a breach in, in, in our nation, in our society, and, and something needs to be done. I mean, the, that, that gap needs to be filled. You know, the, the, the violation needs need, need to be taken place, and, and we need to rectify that. And uh, the, the, the loopholes, there's too many loopholes, amen? There's too many loopholes when it comes down to our society. We're, all, we're talking about the rebuilding of a nation from the book of Nehemiah in chapter number 1. It said the people were in great affliction. Now, verse 4 says, and it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and I wept and I mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. See, when, when he hears and when he sees what has taken place, it, it, it burdened him to the point where he just, it just took him to a place of solitude. He sat down. He began to weep over the conditions that he saw. How many of us have been weeping over what we've seen? Amen. Now, so we have to learn how to, to be able to get through to God and allow things to transpire, allow things to happen. But mankind has, has a role. Let me change that. Not mankind, but the body of Christ. <laughs> it's a big difference. Uh, the body of Christ has a role in uh, things changing. Because, see, we've got to become burden barriers. You know, we have to become burden barriers. We have to get to the point where we're, we're pain, we're, we're, it's hurting us about what we see and all the injustices, you know, and, and, and things that have been burned out. We've got to carry a burden for that. Amen? And, and, and the next thing now, we're going to deal with this breach. We're going, to deal, we're going to deal with the breach. Now, keep your place in Nehemiah, and we're going to go to Isaiah chapter number 58. Isaiah chapter number 58. Isaiah chapter number 58. Because we want to deal with the breach. Isaiah chapter number 58. Are we there? All right. We're going to begin reading at verse number 12. Verse number 12. Now, because we're talking about this, the breach. So we got to identify and see what's, what's going on here with this breach. Now, uh, Isaiah chapter number 58, looking at verse number 12, it says, And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Then it says, Thou shalt rise up the, raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the paths to dwell in. So, so here he, he is saying this now, uh, that, that, that the, the waste places has to be built up. 
And, and these waste places are not just things of today, but it talks about, he said, the, it has to raise up the foundations of many generations. So this breach that's, that's going on now, it, it didn't just happen. It's, it's going on for, has been going on for many generations. It has to be raised up. There are some standards that has to be raised. Amen. I'm quite sure we all can attest to that. There are some things that need to be raised. From the foundation, it has to be raised up. The breaches, the old waste places, they have to be raised. And, and what's amazing is it says the foundation of the generations. That means many generations ago. So it didn't just start now. It started long, 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 long time ago. And so God's words is these things got to be raised up. I mean, everybody got to be on an equal playing field. Amen. It's, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. It's just like on 9-11. When 9-11 took place and when everything was over and everything was done, everybody was on equal playing ground. Amen. There was all at ground zero. There was not that filthy rich and, and, and the very, very poor. Because when it happened, it hit the, the stock market and, and hit the financial thing when it came down to Wall Street. And it's ironic. And to me, I, 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 it, it dawned on me this week, and I said, now, Lord, it is ironic that when major catastrophes takes place, it always starts with New York City. 9-11, New York City. Uh, COVID-19, New York City. It's just amazing in my mind that, 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 that that's the center place of things that's happening that really affects the entire world. So it's a lot of things going on there. And then he goes on, he says, now, if we do what we're supposed to be, be those Nehemiahs, we will be the repairer of the breach. We will be the restorers of the past. See, there's some things that has to be restored. Amen. There's some things that has to be restored, but it's not in the natural or in the physical first, and we're going to see that in the word, through the word because we're talking about the rebuilding of a nation. Most of the time when we think about rebuilding something, we like to look at the financial aspects first. No, no, no. We will show you through Scripture what, what mankind or the body of Christ, thank you, Lord, the body of Christ needs to focus on because there's some things that has transpired within our nation and around the world. I mean, a nation that's supposed to be have been founded on God, amen, supposedly on a, on a piece of paper, then something is missing. Some, something has happened, amen. Now, going on, it says in verse, uh, of verse 13, verse 13, it says this, verse 13. Verse 13 says, watch this. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on thy holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor Speaking thine own words. He says this now. This is what God says now. This is how the repairing of the breach is going to come, uh, takes place. First of all, we have to make sure we have not turned our foot from away from the Sabbath day. Regardless of what day you worship. I mean, you know, we talk about the Sabbath being on a Saturday and some people can gather together on a Sunday, whatever. We, we've got to get back to serving God. 
We have to get back. If we want to rebuild, we've got to get back to serving God. Because he says, if you stop doing your own pleasure on my holy day. You see, the Sabbath is a holy day. And whatever day you designate as your Sabbath, you know, he says, it's a holy day. And you don't do your pleasure when it's supposed to be God's day, when you give a reverence to God to, to, to worship him and, and, and spend time with him and, and focus on nothing but him. He, he said, you don't do your, your thing. You don't do your pleasure. Uh, it's amazing the things that you will see. We were riding down the highway. Um, I think it was last Sunday we came by, even, the, even this morning. I've never seen so many people at the a softball field. All I had to do was just get my Bible and go out there and preach because I had a congregation. I mean, mean, it was full of folk. People were everywhere, everywhere. They were everywhere doing their own pleasure, amen, on the Sabbath. Oh, well, even if it was was Saturday, we know the Sabbath day uh, 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 technically is on a Saturday. We, We know that. But see, when we, when we decide that we're going to gather on a specific day, then that's a day dedicated to the Lord. But they had dedicated it to softball. And even this morning, it was the same thing. I'm like, you know, they were there on Saturday, and it was packed field. And you talking about corona spreading? Corona will spread. Amen? It was just so many people, Saturday and today. So he said, if we will turn away from doing our pleasure, our pleasure. A young man gave us a, uh, sent us a text this morning. He said he would not be here this morning because he had to work. <laughs> he had to work. It was bad enough he was working 10 hours a day, six days a week, but then he was on the seventh day still working. Called him in to come to work. And there's no gain in that. There's no gain. You know, even though places may remain open and they're not planning on shutting anything down, corona is still spreading. It is still spreading all over. There's an increase. There is an increase. So we've got to turn away from doing our own thing and begin to honor the Lord. We have to honor the Lord and stop finding pleasure in our own words and things that, that satisfy us. We've got to stop doing that. And I, I don't think I put down verse number 14, but it says this. When we do what God says, when we turn and, and head back to, to honoring him, head back to, to that, that Sabbath time, day of worship, this is what he says in verse 14. He says, then, because it's, it's predicated on what we do. He said, then shall thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to rise Upon the high places of the earth. I wonder what's what's, what's on the high places of the earth. So there's another realm that we have not yet seen or experienced here on earth. He said, when you do what you're supposed to do, he says now, I'm going to let you to ride upon the high places of the earth. And then he says, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father. Then he says, the mouth of the Lord has spoken this. So when we fall in line doing what God tells us to do, then there are more blessings that's coming our way. It's literally amazing. I would love to see what that, I would, I would love to get a little peep to see what that high place is on the earth. So I know it's got to be another level somewhere. Amen. And, and, and then he said to be 
to be fed with the heritage of Jacob. I mean, there's so many blessings God says if, if we would line up to what he says in his word. Amen. Now, let's go back now. Let's go back to the book of Nehemiah because we're talking about rebuilding a nation, rebuilding the nation, rebuilding a nation, rebuilding a nation, rebuilding. Because you do know this. In Psalms 33 and verse number 12, it says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. That's the word. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. You're blessed. If, if, if God is our God, we're supposed to be blessed. And God gave me this, this thing. He, he says this, uh, and I'm going to read it to you. He says, the curtain in our nation, talking about America, it has been pulled back, and all the world sees our nakedness. The curtain of our nation has been pulled back. It has been pulled back, and we have literally been exposed. We can't cover up no more. (laughs) The whole world sees our nakedness. The whole world sees our injustices. But God says we can rebuild by doing the things that he tells us to do. We've got to have some burden barriers. We've got to have some Nehemiahs uh, that will weep and they will wail and, and they will get in their prayer closets and they will begin to cry out to God. We, we need some, some Nehemiahs that, that, that will look and, 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 and analyze and see what's going on. And talking about this breach, you know, that, that, that we recognize the fact that many people are falling away from God. If you stay out of church too long or out of your, your meeting place to come together, after a while, it's not important to you anymore. It becomes irrelevant. It's just like another day. And people are getting complacent, very complacent. Now, let's see what the next thing God says that we need to do. Amen. Because, see, he wants to be the Lord. He wants to be our protector. He wants to be our provider. And he's the one that's in charge. So when we begin to look at Nehemiah chapter number 2, talking about rebuilding a nation. Nehemiah chapter number 2. And we're going to look at verse number 10. Now, when we begin rebuilding, when we get that burden, when we have that passion to, to, to labor before the Lord, to see change takes place, watch what happens when we all get on the same page and we all become unified. Now, Nehemiah chapter number 2, verse number 10. Verse 10 says, When Sambali, the Hernite, and Tobiah, the servant, the Amorite, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly, that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. When we get in position, when we get in position, we were going to find some symbolics. These are enemies in secret. Everybody that hangs out with you is not really uh, there for the right reason. They're not there for the right reason. When it talks about Tobiah, the word Tobiah means my grace and my mercy. See, there are people there for the right reasons, but then there are people there that are, that are enemies to the cause. Enemies. They're enemies. They're enemies, and they are there in secret. And, what, what, and the reason why they're there is because it says, It grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children. They have a problem. They have a problem. You know, I, I, I looked up, you know, I, I don't usually do, do politics, which I normally don't. 
I looked up all this craziness about uh, 1921. I wanted to know what was this, all this ruckus about 1921. Well, 1921, when, when there was uh, hundreds of, of, of blacks was massacred on that day. And so the president decided that he was going to have a rally. Well, see, that is a holiday uh, uh, there. And, and, and they, they, they come together and they remember that. It was, it's amazing. Sometimes you have to go back in history and look at things. It was called the black, that particular city, Tulsa, Oklahoma, it was called the, 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 uh, the Black Wall Street. Everybody had their businesses. They had their homes. It would show you from where they came from with little or nothing and how they had progressed. They even owned banks. Now, how many of us own banks? How many people do you know own banks? <laughs> they did not want that, so they burned it down. They burned it down. And so, so when, I, when I looked at that, and I said, my God, my God. There was a time when we, as a race of people, we were able to excel and have a Wall Street too. Amen? We were very successful, very successful. But it, there were some, 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 some ballots, some, ballots some, some men in secret, enemy in secret, that did not like that. Amen? So now that thing had to be changed. You know, then of course, now the, the, the timing for the, for the president won't be that his, his will be the next day. Amen. But when you look at it, it said Black Wall Street, and you see how the, they own banks and, and, and businesses. I mean, it, it, that town flourished. But then after everything happened and when they burned it down, then most of them left, okay? So some things you have to know. You remember that scripture talks about the foundation, they had to raise the foundation of many generations. See, the foundation has to be raised. People have to get back on that level again, amen? You can't continue to be suppressed and oppressed. Can, can we get an amen on that? Amen? I'm not, I'm not being racial, but I'm being truthful because everybody in the sight of God is created equal. Amen. And since he is one that created us all equal, then we need to have an equal share in Abraham's blessing. Amen. We need to have an equal share. Amen. I'm talking about rebuilding a nation. See, when you're going to rebuild a nation, you know, you want everything equal. You want to be on equal level playing field. You got to be on equal playing field. So now you got the enemy. Now when, when the enemy see us, the body of Christ, raising up to do the things that God has said to do, then he going to send in the enemy. He going to put, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. He going to put some spies in the camp. Be careful who you entertaining. Be careful who you letting in your circle. Amen. Because everybody's in your circle is not really for you. Amen. Everybody's not for you, okay? So he's, and, and, and what they saw was they came to seek out the welfare. They came out to see, okay, are they, are they really going to be able to progress in this? Or, or, or are they still going to be rising up and be strong? See, they, they, they want them to stay under. Stay under. Yeah, stay on. No, we, we were made to be the, the, we were not made to be the tail. We were made, according to God's word, to be the head. Amen. Amen. So we're not going to remain under. Amen. We're not going to remain under. Then it says uh, in verse number, slow down, Brenda. In, in verse number, thank you, Lord. It's hot up here. Okay. Verse number, we finished in. I'm going to read verse 11. Not sure that's where I'm supposed to be. All right. 
um, verse number 11 says, so, so I came to Jerusalem. Now, remember now, Nehemiah, the one that consoles, he says he come to Jerusalem, and he was there three days. And verse 12 says, watch now, you got to survey, in order to rebuild something, you got to survey and see what's messed up. Okay? So verse uh, uh, 12 says, he said, and I rose in the night, I and some few men with me. You cannot take everybody with you. Can't do it. He says, and I rose in the night, and some few men with me, neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Neither were there any beasts with me, save the beast I rode upon. You cannot tell everybody your plan. Can't do it. You cannot tell your plan. He said, just a few folk. So whatever you decide to do, you have to be careful and very selective who you have in your inner circle. That you can take an example after Jesus. You know, his inner circle really was uh, Peter, James, and John, even though he had 12 disciples. He only had, he had an inner circle that he took with him everywhere he goes, especially for those places that, that he did not want other people to go. So, so you have to be careful who you got in your inner circle, okay? Because right now you're doing a survey. You're doing a survey of the damage because you need to know how to rebuild your nation. Amen. And see, a nation really is the people. Amen. You're going to need to know how to rebuild. Amen. How to rebuild. Now, verse 13 in Nehemiah uh, chapter uh, 2, it says, And I went out by night. Time of adversity, obscurity, where, where you can't be noticed. And I went out by night by the gate of the valley. Now, the valley is where your nutrients are. Even before the, the dragon well and to the dung port, that's a place of waste. And then he says, and I viewed the walls of Jerusalem, that foundation of, of peace, which was broken down, and the gates thereof were consumed with fire. It was, it was torn down. He, he did a survey. He, he began to, uh, our nutrients are gone. It now it's become a, a, a waste place. This, it, it, it really grieved him at what he saw, Okay. Now watch verse number 14. Verse number 14. Verse 14 in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 2 says, he says, Then I went on to the gate of the fountain and to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. I said, okay, God, what are you saying? What are you saying here? He says, he, now he goes to the gate of the fountain because he, he's, he's a saw the waste place. And, and then he also, he, he's, he's seen the valley. But now he's looking at the fountain, the, the gate of the fountain. He, he sees that there is a blockage. There's a blockage going on. There's a blockage. Remember now, you're inspecting. So everywhere you go, you're going to have to inspect. Amen? Now, I began to say, okay, God, well, tell me, explain to me about this fountain that, that seemed to be blocked, you know, in, in, in our nation. You know, because we've got to make sure that it's, it, it is not, that it is not, does not have a blockage and that we have to make sure that we are back on track. It needs to be cleaned now, okay, because see, some waste places in our lives need to be cleaned now. I mean, I mean, it's just like some things got to be filtered out of us as well as out of our nation. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for understanding. Amen. Now, let's keep your place in, in, in Nehemiah because we're coming back there. And let's go to Jeremiah chapter number 2. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah. We're talking about rebuilding 
a nation. Jeremiah chapter number two. Jeremiah chapter number two. Because we're talking about this fountain. He goes to this fountain and, and he recognizes it's, it's, it's stopped up. Something wrong. Something wrong. Something wrong there. Okay? Now, Jeremiah chapter two, looking at verse number 11. Are we there? We are, we're almost done. Are we there? Okay. Now, verse 11 says, Hath a nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods? But my people, God is speaking, but my people have changed their glory for that which doeth not profit. Okay? What, what has happened is the exchange in, in, in America today, the exchange for, for God, and whoever you make your, your, your God is your idol. Now, right now, wealth is the idol. Money. Cool. When you go back to the word of God, and, 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 and uh, you can look this up later, in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, it talks about you, know, you can't have two masters. You cannot serve mammon, which is money, and, and you can't serve God at the same time. So right now what we're, what we're doing is we're serving, serving some folk, okay, is serving money, okay? Money is their God, not God. They are depending, and what I don't understand is this. They are depending on the money and not God. Because, see, when the, when the job seeks, and our money, you know, if you had any money in the stock market, it went down the drain. If you had a 401K, it dropped. When you got your trust in that, then you ain't got no hope. I mean, that's your God. I mean, it talked about, you know, how I was reading where it talked about how um, people that was rich, that had so much money in the stock market, they were, you know, some of them had been killing themselves. I mean, they, I mean, they literally went through this last time as well. See, so we got to understand who is our God? Who is our, who are we serving? God gave us the opportunity to, to sit and get paid, if you were working, <laughs> to sit and get paid and spend time with him. But we didn't want to do that. We wanted to go back to work. We want to, I got to go back. I got to go back. Go back to what? To get dogged out? Because that's what happens to some people. Some people are literally getting dogged out. It may not be everybody, but some people are literally getting dogged out. That, 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 and, and plus, it is putting us at risk. It is putting people at risk. It's putting people at risk. They're not concerned about your spiritual being or your health. It, it's all about the, the all-time dollar. That's what it's about. Amen. From the top to the bottom. From the White House to the Poe House. It's all about the, the almighty dollar. And the almighty dollar has lost its value. It's lost its value. It, it, it literally blows my mind, blows my mind. Now, all right, now going back to Jeremiah. Okay, he talks about now they have lost the, uh, the, the gods. They, they are no longer serving God. They've changed their glory, and it says it's not bringing the prophet. There's no prophet. Now, looking at verse number 13, this is what it says. This is this fountain. This is where the loss is. This is where we have to, this goes in the very beginning when it talks about rebuilding a nation. Verse 13 says, For my people have committed two evils. He didn't say the world. He said his people. God's people. So they had committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of 
the living water. You remember when he goes there, Nehemiah, he's checking, and, and, and the fountain there, he, he, sees the, he sees there's a blockage. He goes to that gate. So here he is. He's God saying, now listen, I, I'm, I'm the fountain of living water. You have forsaken me. And then the second thing he says is, and hew them out cisterns that are broken that cannot hold no water. Our problem is we have forsaken God. That's the problem. We have forsaken God. And it says we had cut out our own. We, we didn't hewed out our own system. We built something else and, and put something else in the place of God. And God said, you remember the scripture in Psalms? Psalms 33, it says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. So if God is the God of the nation, then that means we, we should be blessed. We should be a nation that does not lack anything. But apparently we have forsaken him. Revelation says says they, they left their first love. Anything that we put before God, we make that thing an idol. We've left our first love. America has left their first love. What did that dollar bill say? In God we trust. Do we really? We've left our first love. We left it. God says, you have forsaken me. He said, my people have forsaken me. When this thing is all over and done and we got to get up out of here, money can't go with us, nothing can go with us. It's just us and our sins. And then we're going to be judged. Amen. But we're talking about rebuilding the nation. The first priority that, that the nation needs in rebuilding is getting back to our first love. We've got to get back to God. One thing I love was, was the guy that does the, the, the My Pillow. When he was invited to the White House, everybody was saying what they thought the president wanted to hear. And he did say a little bit. But he flipped his paper over and he began to tell the world, the nation, that we had left our first love, that we had left God. I am quite sure somebody wanted to slap him down. Because see, he went off the script and told the truth. America has left their first love. I mean, you got all those other nations that are dealing with all these other other gods and all that mess, but we're supposed to have God as the first, and we're supposed to be a blessed nation. God is supposed to be our protector. He's the one in charge. But God said, we're going to rebuild a nation. we got to get back to him. From the White House to the poor house. we got to get back to God. We have to get back. To, I'm talking about rebuilding a nation. Rebuilding. See, right now, before it's over, we're going to be in total ashes. We're already in shame. Everybody talking about it. We're laughing stock. The greatest nation in the world is a laughing stock to the whole world. Is that not sad? Should we not have a burden for that? We should have a burden. Because, see, when they look at one, they look at all. Amen. But we're talking about rebuilding Rebuilding a nation. Rebuilding a nation. Now, let's go back now to Nehemiah. We're almost done. Nehemiah chapter number 2. Nehemiah chapter number 2. Going back to Nehemiah. Going back to the book of Nehemiah. Rebuilding a nation. And we're going to look at a couple of verses here. Now, verse number 17 in Nehemiah chapter number 2. 
Because remember now, he, he's doing a survey. So uh, carrying a burden, recognizing what a breach is, doing that survey, and recognizing what you find, the key thing that we find is that everything happened the way it happened because we had left our first love. We had left God. Now, in Jeremiah chapter number 2, looking at verse number 17, verse number 17, he says, Then said I unto them, Ye see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem, foundation of peace, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Then he says this, Come, here's an invitation, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. We've got to, in order to keep us from being a reproach to everybody around us, every other nation around us, we first have to build up the foundation of peace. We've got to get it right. The first time, we've got to get it right. The first time, we've got to get it right. Rebuilding of a nation. This is how our nation will be rebuilt. We have to deal with the, 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 the foundation of peace that has literally now lying in waste. Amen? That, that has to take place. Now, uh, and because we don't want to become a laughingstock. We are a laughingstock. You know, being shameful, you know. Everybody's looking at us that we try to go in their country and try to tell them how to run things, and we got mess here. <laughs> Is that not laughable? Is that not laughable? We, we everywhere else except dealing with our own mess and running over in some another country trying to tell them how to run it and talking about democracy and we don't have it ourselves here. Ain't no such thing. You know, everybody should be on equal ground, but that's not happening. Okay? Now, verse number 18 says, he said, then, he begins to tell us, those few those you got gathered in your circle. He says in verse 18, then I told them of the hand of my God which was good upon me. Now, when we get that burden, the hand of God is going to be upon us. And then he says, as also the king's word that he has spoken unto me. And they said, watch what you have to have this mindset. Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. See, it's a, a good work has to take place. We as a unit has to rise up to rebuild. If we don't rise up to rebuild as a unit, our laboring is in vain. It's, it's totally in vain. So he speaks to them. And, and as he speaks to them, he says, now listen, this is what we have to do. He, he gives them an invitation. And he goes on and he said, let us. He includes himself. You just can't send somebody else out there to do it. And let us consecutively, as a unit together, let us rise up and build. Build what? That rebuild that foundation of peace. When, when peace is gone, what do you have? Confusion. That, that's what's there. When peace is gone, when the, oh my God, the foundation, I mean the beginning thing that's laid down, the foundation of peace. If many foundations can be built, but if they're not laid in peace, you're laboring in vain still. It, the foundation has to uh, be in peace. That means you've got to build this foundation all over again. You remember what the word said about uh, there were many generations? Yeah, many generations had to be raised up. That means that thing goes way back. 
And so, so therefore, that, that peace has to take place. Then he said, let us come together. Let us do this. And then he says, this is a good word. When you, when, do not let anyone talk you out of anything when you know God's hand is upon you, and it's a good word. To, to rebuild our nation is a good work. And how we do it is also a good work. So we want to make sure we keep in mind, okay, what's been, you got to see beyond all of the negative and see the positive in it. This is a good work. Things have to come back, be on equal ground. Amen? Because, you know, I, I like to own a bank, a bank. And I like to lend you some money, too. And it thumbs up. Amen. Amen. What's wrong with thinking that way? What, what, tell me, where did we get that mindset that we can't own banks? Where did we get that mindset that we can't own our own business? Where did we get that mindset from? Who gave us that mindset, first of all? Because it didn't come from God. <sighs> Boy, I'd love to see this and then see good things with it being done. Amen. Amen. Banker, Brenda, amen. Thank you, Lord. I receive it. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's get back to this good word. Now, verse number 19 says, watch this now. When, when things begin to rise up and be, be, uh, people get on one accord, things begin to be rebuilt. Okay? Watch what happens in verse number 19. Here come the naysayers. It says, but when Sambalic, the Harnite, and Tobiah, the, the servant, uh, and then it also talks about uh, Jesum, now, which means violent or a heavy rainstorm. The Arabians, when they heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, What is this thing that ye do? Will you rebel against the king? In other words, are you all rebelling against establishment? <laughs> That's the word. What are you saying? You re- what is this y'all doing out here? Well, what is this? Are you rebelling against uh, the status quo? This is how it's always been. Oh, no. This is not how it's going to be. Amen. Because we're going to have some Nehemiahs in the house. Amen. There's going to be some Nehemiahs rebuilding. The Nehemiahs leading people toward the right direction. Amen. So you're going to have some people laughing at you. What y'all trying to do? What you trying to accomplish? They think it's a joke. Baby, it is not a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's not a joke, okay? Said, are you rebelling against the establishment? Oh yeah. That's what's happening. We're rebelling against established the establishment. Amen. But we're talking about rebuilding a nation, rebuilding a nation, rebuilding America. And the reason why we're talking about rebuilding it, because I understand you gonna have some naysayers saying you can't do what you can do. Or you can't you can you can, oh that Minister Marshallette, you can't be the CEO of a company. You ain't always got to be the one work on the floor. Can our mind go up there? Will we allow God to take our minds up there? Higher. Higher. Why you got to be why, why we can't be, be the CEO? Just trying to make you think. Amen. Yeah, yeah, but but we've got to have some Nehemiahs. Now we got to have. This is the last verse. This is the last verse. It says this in verse twenty. He says, "Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, He will prosper us. 
Therefore, we his servants, only his servants is going to rise up and build. Everybody's not going to do it. We his servants will arise and build. But ye have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jews in building this foundation of peace. No, no. You laughing at us? You, 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 you can't even be a part of this. You cannot be a part of rebuilding that foundation of peace. You, you laughing at us. Uh-uh. You can't, you can't be a part of this. You, you're talking junk. You don't think I can, arrive, I can rise up, become better than what I am right now. Now, let me tell you something. I, the thought just came in mind. I'm always think, thinking such stuff and coming in mind. Holy Spirit, thank you. I, I remember when I took a, a supervisor's job at the uh, post office many, many, many years ago. And I remember a gentleman telling me, he said, uh, well, you can't do that. I said, what do you mean I can't do that? He said, ain't you saved? I said, sure I am. He said, well, you know, if, you, if, if you're a Christian, you can't run this job. I said, well, what they got to do with it? He said, because you know we, we, we do some corrupt stuff. We, we do some things that's not right. So by you being a Christian, you probably won't do it. I said, listen, I can do it and still be a Christian, but it won't be corrupt. Amen. So you got to put man in his place. And then I wasn't satisfied staying where I was, even though I had an instance where I put in for a position and I got not chosen. I had ran the job for about a year and a half. And when they got ready to post a position for someone to be placed in a job, how about they put somebody else in it? You know how long they lasted? Six weeks. Next thing you know, he had, had a heart attack. Yeah, that and those jobs will give you a heart attack if you, if you don't have God on your side. And someone asked me, they said, are you going to reapply? I said, I sure am. I reapplied and got the job. But it didn't stop there. Went on to, the, to being a manager. Decided I want to do something else. And, and the Lord allowed that to happen. And then I was encouraged by someone else to do it because in my mind, I felt like I couldn't handle it. I couldn't do it. I didn't have no degrees, but I did have God. And you know what happened? God gave me the job because my boss didn't want to give it to me. God gave it to me. It wasn't him because he was saying, no, no, no. And I'm saying, if, and I said to his face, I said to him, if it's for me, if God's in it, I'm going to have it. And I had it. Without his approval, but it took the approval of somebody else that's over him, <laughs> that was over him, that approved me to have the position. And see, we got to rise up from that mentality. Now, we got to be careful who's in our inner circle now, because everybody's not going to want you to go forward. But you got to go forward. Amen? You got to go forward. Everybody's not going to be your friend. You got some enemies in the midst of your doings. But we got to become Nehemiah's in order for us to be able to rebuild our nation. And the first step is getting back to God. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. We got to get back to the master. Got to get back to the master. I 